What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Hey Mimi, I'm gonna let you talk for a second because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna help you with your headphones. So while you're doing that, you say hello because I know we have Sherry on here as well. So you go ahead and talk. I'm gonna get you some new headphones. Don't worry hey. about it. Yeah. So go ahead. Happy New Year, everybody. You'll be able to hear everybody well enough. And uh, you are listening to it. Of course, we do occasionally have to fly by the seat of our pants, which is the story (laughs) of everything. It is a new year. Right, exactly. It's pivot and change. Yes. Um, So on the phone, also our good friend uh, from Caliber Home Loans, Ms. Shelly Ferris, is here as well. Hey, Shelly. Happy New Year to you. Good morning. Happy New Year. Hello. miss you, ladies. Yes. Happy happy New Year. One of these days, we are all back in the same room. Uh, I I Mm. know that you always, uh, I love to see your bright smiling face and that is a, a, a good thing that's a good thing so and let's i mirror your, that back at you yeah thank you let's get your nmls numbers out of the way oh yes yeah, some business my personal 367-826 and the company calgary home loans 15644 all right so mimi i think that uh we got you all set up now so we got some good stuff going on uh we're moving into a new year so both of you have some great specials that we're going to talk to uh, uh for everybody that's listening to the red hot real estate show um but what's going on like is it super busy did everybody go hey new year new home uh, running around like crazy out there well all of our experts are predicting that this is going to be a record pace year right shelly Yes, that's what we're hearing as well. 100%. So I do have a little bit of a market activity report, compliments of the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors. And this was as of the week ending December 26th. So for the month of November, our median sales price went up almost 11% to 310000 Wow. So that's the whole median area. And wow. our days on market went down 33% to only 34 days on market. And so I'm going to talk to Shelly about that because um, she is she is right in the seat to see how many days on market uh, with the mortgage part of it. And our our sellers are getting 100 100.2% of the original list price. And our inventory went down, I, I almost don't even know how to say this, 41%. Wow. We oh, are grief. only at 1.3 months of inventory when a normal market is between five and six. So if that tells you why it's competitive, it's because we don't have anything to buy. It's like going to the grocery store and the shelves are almost empty. Right. And so that's why we're going to probably see an appreciation of home prices. Uh, Shelly, let's talk about, you know, b- behind the scenes, 34 days when a year ago it was 56 days on market was oh, the average. Wow. Um, so that means that there's a lot of pressure on you, the mortgage professional, <laughs> and all of your support staff and your underwriters, correct? And that, that really explains a lot of how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yes, we run fast. I mean, from the 
moment you're pre-approved, it seems like we blink our eyes and the purchase agreement is in and we're expected to close in 24 days. And that includes weekends. Wow. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that actually means the 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 loan has to be approved in 20 days, not including weekends, because we have requirements by law where we have to have disclosures out to close on time and such. So, yeah, it is a fever pitch. So when your loan officer says jump, you want to be ready. I'm glad you brought that up, <laughs> Shelley, because I think that it is just giving people the right information and going, there is a reason why your loan officer is asking through all these questions and why you have to jump through all these hoops, because there are certain things that you as a loan professional have to have right in certain scenarios right and 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 an underwriter has to see in order to make a determination and there's lines right get it to the loan officer that doesn't mean you're done now she gets to get it to the processor and get in line with the underwriter so yeah, the clock is super fast. It's right hot, now, hot, hot. We're up for the challenge. <laughs> but I think it's also good because you hear, like, I'm trying to help people become uh, good uh, clients. Do you want to call them clients? Because you sit there and you go, why is she asking me so many questions? I'm like, that's the process. Yeah. It's not Shelly's a bad person or she's just being nosy. It's that. Right. <laughs> You're like, right. this, I shouldn't have to. I don't this. If you want to get this done, you need to listen to what you're, if you're, if they say the underwriter said yeah. you have to do something, you just have to do it. A hundred percent. You right. have to do it mm-hmm. if you want a house. Right. Um, and so right. the process really, it's, it's, it's fascinating. We can talk about this, but the shopping for the house is just the beginning. Right. That's, that's absolutely the beginning. And then it's up to the realtor to craft a really smart offer for the client so that everything is exactly as it should be. Um, you don't want to be working with a shoddy offer. Uh, don't be trying to do funky things in your right. offer because you think you're, you know, Superman or something. Um, you want to make a smart offer because the other agent is going to be looking at how your purchase agreement is written. If it's written poorly and you've got about 20 other people that are competing for the same property, it doesn't set you up for success at all. And in fact, it probably shoots you right in the foot. Are you saying that sometimes people are just trying to be clever or they think, hey, I I saw on TV that I'm supposed to get a deal. And so they try to work it out that direction. There is no such thing as a deal. We're getting 100.2% of list price, which means that 100% almost are getting over asking price. (laughs) Right. Um, So the the deal is you get to get the house. I mean, that's your deal. (laughs) Yes. You get a place to live. And you yeah. can start building equity, which is a wonderful thing. Exactly. Um, so speaking of houses, um, January is actually going to be market analysis month. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. <laughs> and so if you have been curious, a little bit curious, want to dip your, your little pinky into the curious pond about what your house is worth, we're going to ask you to text market to 651-578-2218. Right. 651-578-2218, the word market. So you'll be giving a free market analysis. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And you can also text to that very same number, Credit Simulator, and Shelly Ferris will offer you up her fascinating and magical Credit (laughs) Simulator. Right, Shelly? It does. It does. It has magic sprinkle in it. I mean, (laughs) gosh, to find a path to credit independence, right? That's that's where we're going. Well, well we- Shelly, you had an interesting tidbit about credit and how it had popped up on a list that you weren't usually accustomed to seeing it on. Yeah, yeah. Top three things people uh, are including in their resolutions and fixing my credit made the top three and wow. my jaw dropped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Wow. Not lose weight. Well, I think that was in there, too. But, you know, I mean, that's music to my ears. I was singing. So, Shelly, okay, so that's a really, I think that's a fascinating thing to be in a top three list. Um, because we all know we want to like, you know, maybe make more money. We want to lose weight, look better, but to fix your credit, why do you think is driving that? I I would like to think that it's just the general education of the general public that, you know, you get these credit cards that now have your credit score on there, or you see these advertisements for apps and it's made America curious and in tune to what it means and what it can do for you and yeah i just i think it's finally everywhere enough that people are tuning into that plugging into that and it seems to me that since it is in our there's so many opportunities for you to see what it does we're really understanding that it does impact so many different things in your life it does it it impacts uh well let's start off by saying we have uh FICO, FICO scores that we're going to be talking about in the next segment, right, Shelly, that it affects mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. Does it affect your uh, insurance rate that you get from your insurance agent? Right. Yeah, home insurance and car insurance. Both are affected by credit score. I mean, there's there's so much. Just the types of credit you can be offered, the you know types of bank accounts you can get or car loans you can get. It affects every corner of your life. And maybe because we have had, you know, some challenges, of course, that have happened since uh, we went into the pandemic uh, mindset. But there's also been some opportunities. And I think that we're also trying to prepare ourselves to go, well, I want to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. I want to be able to do a refi. I want to be able to make the best offer and actually get the 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 home that I'm looking for because you don't want to waste time now. Well, like you know? Shannon, you you and I have, and all of us have been talking. You put the 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 thing in motion. Yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. It took yeah. me two years to figure out how to, to get everything and to take the advice of you know Shelly and, and you and to figure out how to get all and to talk to my tax advisor. Like it takes time sometimes to make sure that you can work a deal out. Right. And so what are some of the things that you did during that two years that you think were most instrumental in helping you get a house? Well, mine, it was really getting, and I was working with my financial advisor um, to really go, okay, get certain things paid off. Cause Shelly told me, well, this will make a difference. This won't. Um, so get certain things paid off, but making sure you don't miss any payments, you know, which, you know, I was already working on and making sure you don't miss any payments, you know, have that, 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 that stockpile of funds that you need, you know, and then just being open to where is my money going? Just learning where my money was going so that I wasn't funneling it into something that I didn't really use. Like, you know, we, well, you and I have both talked about like pretty nails. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do those run you a month? Oh my gosh. That was $75 a month mm-hmm. that I was like, I could just buy the stuff. I, I mean, <laughs> I just, you can just, they sit, look okay. You can figure out how around. to do them. Yeah. You sit around, <laughs> and you just add it up. And I think that a lot of people have been home and they've looked at, okay, so I have my, I'm now less employed than I was, or maybe unemployed. And you start picking and choosing mm-hmm. the things that you no longer need or can do better. And those of us that are still employed, I think we start looking at, well, what if this went away or it went down, 
how can I prepare myself to go? Well, I'd be okay anyway. Right. So, right. You mm-hmm. know, so there are just so many things that I think that everybody has been aware of. But when we come back from the break, Shelly and I are going to talk about FICO scores and then we're going to jump in about fixing your credit in 2021. Right. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. If you go to our website, you can always use the keyword Red Hot and find this episode and previous episodes hanging out here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results also Michelle Ferris the credit contessa from Caliber Home Loans if you have any questions give us a call at 651-641-1071 so Shelly how the heck did you get crown count uh, credit <laughs> contessa let's explain well you know um, I, I, I've oftentimes admitted self-crowned self-made <laughs> but <laughs> but you look that good works. in it hey if you're gonna pick a title you picked a good one you did that's it. Yeah, I wear it well. That's what I mm-hmm. what I say. So. But in, in all seriousness, <laughs> you are an expert about credit, and you talk about it a lot. Um, so, you know, we want people to understand that if they don't know what their credit is, if they want to improve their credit, or if they're just credit curious, they can text credit to 651-578-2218. And also for folks that are interested in getting a market evaluation about their house, January is is market evaluation month and you can text market to Mm -hmm. 651-578-2218 as well so we've got these really really interesting charts that we pulled up right shelly fascinating seriously fico score and these are uh these are from all loans closed as per ellie may and so can we back up and i know fico score is a thing that we hear all the time but let's remind everybody what that is Shelly, tell everybody what a FICO score is. A FICO score is your TransUnion score. So there are three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, and FICO represents TransUnion, the one that most creditors report to. And so that's why people talk about FICO so much. And so is that the average of the three big bureaus? It's not the average. Um, It's just the one that most of them report to. And so it can be your middle credit score, your mm-hmm. FICO score can be, but most people just reference it because it's, I don't know, it's, you know, you hear it so often, you right. feel like you're familiar with it. So that's right. why people reference it so much. Well, so something that I thought was really interesting that we're going to talk about the FICO score distribution. Um, so Shelly, this goes from like a low score of 500 and it goes in brackets of 49. So 500 right. to 549 uh, FICO score of all the loans Ellie Mae did last year, 0.1%. And from 550 to 599, 21% or 0.21%. But here is the sweet spot. And you said it yourself, Shelly, that this is where this is where you live in your world. This is my wheelhouse. This is your... <laughs> So FICO yeah. scores between 600 and 649, 5.61%. So that's 40, almost 46%. Tell us about that. Why do you think that is, Shelley? I, well, I think that there are more people in that category that perhaps had lower scores and, oh, we're so hard. So they could finally get into a mortgage. Right. So... I think that's why that there's such a a strong representation there is people were working really hard just to get there. That's a, really the only thing that makes sense to me because, because 
Shelly, basically, is that range, that's the, you finally got to the bottom level of good. Versus, yeah. like, so you start getting the better doable. rates. Or you, yeah, uh, not doable. even good necessarily. Right, doable. doable. All right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so let's just talk about what would take somebody from, let's just say, 575 to 600. What are you seeing people having problems with? Are they losing jobs? Are they getting divorces? Are they going through bankruptcy? What is what mm. is that bottom piece, and, and how is it that they're moving to the next bracket? Mm. A lot of it, a lot, most of it, honestly, is either establishment of credit or reestablishment of credit. So if they don't have any credit, for example, okay. or they've only had one account, one credit card or one car loan or something to that effect. So they've really limited the amount of data that the credit bureaus are getting to grade them on. You're not going to have a very good score. There's not very much there to give them a good score yet until they have more months in. Maybe they only have six months of credit. Maybe they max out that one credit card that they've only had open for four months. But they pay it off every month, but they max it out every month. Well, you're just not going to have a good score yet because right. the bureaus can't trust you yet. They don't know yet that you're going to be a good payer when you use your credit that way. Okay. So that's what that's what I see in that range. Or they've had really bad bobbles, they've had a bankruptcy or something like that, and they're climbing out of the hole. Okay, so in this bracket, the 600 to 649, at what score does somebody qualify for a home mortgage? And is it an FHA product at that point? Mm -hmm. Right. Great questions. Because there's qualifying for a mortgage and then there's qualifying for a mortgage that you can write an offer to that the seller will accept your offer on. Right. So at uh, I can do an FHA loan down to 580 uh, credit score. Um, the interest rate is not pretty. The closing costs are not pretty, but you could get a loan. So um, the higher you get out of that, once you get to 620, now you're kind of in the regular FHA range where you can get a fairly good interest rate, normal closing costs, three and a half percent down once you get up and above 640 now you're getting more in a better range and yes we're talking <clears throat> fha on on all of that mimi okay so let's, so, let's talk a yeah. little bit about the difference between 580 and 620 okay so when you say that the closing costs are more and the interest rate is more can you maybe give a an example of the difference it would be if you went from 580 to 620 yes so um, I'm smiling. I hope you can hear that because <laughs> I do this for clients all the time. When they come in and they think they're ready to go because they got their score all the way up to 602, I show them what the possibility is, and then I show them if we work a little bit harder and we get to 660, this is what the comparison can be. So in your example, on a 580 credit score, you are you are barely there. You're like hanging on a cliff by the edge of your teeth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're going to almost fall off the edge because 580 is the lowest. And but if anything goes wrong, you can you're get a mortgage. stuck. All right. Right. Mm-hmm. But your interest rate is going to be about five and a quarter, five and a quarter. And you're going to probably pay a point or maybe even a point and a half to be able to get even that interest rate. So now you qualify for less slash your payment is higher and you're paying more in closing costs because those points cost money. Mm 
Right. A point is 1% of your loan amount. So if we're qualifying at a $200,000 loan and it costs you a point and a half, you're talking about $3,000 extra dollars in closing costs. For that lousy five and a quarter percent interest rate. Mm. But let yeah. me let me throw Next something you, in there, and you know. Yeah. So let's say we got to six twenty. Now you'd be looking at an interest rate likely in the threes, probably wow. around three and a half. Likely no points, still FHA, but you've reduced your closing costs by three thousand dollars, and you've reduced your mortgage payment by at least two hundred. That's a huge difference, and so huge. It's enormous difference. Um, but let's also think about as we're coming into the next break, if houses are appreciating at the rate that they are, um, and we can talk about that when we come back from the next break, about 7% is what it's predicted to go up, but I think it'll be higher than that. And we went from 280 to 310 in one year. So when we come back from the break, Shelly, we'll continue talking about that. In the meantime, let's talk Great. about those deals that we have going on this month. So let's tell everybody again. They can text to what number, Mimi? 651-578-2218, credit simulator or market. And so when they get that market analysis, can we just let them know, what are you really getting when we talk about that? Well, we're going to be, it depends on what they want. If they okay. want just a quick snapshot of an overall market, what's happening in my neighborhood, we can do that. Or we can schedule an appointment and come out and take a look at the house and give you a more specific answer. And then again, Shelly, when you do that credit simulator, you already said that it was magic, but not only is it magic, mm-hmm. what kind of magic are we working for people? So we pull a credit report and I put it through the simulator as though you have that money to deal with. So if you've got a credit card that's got a thousand dollars on it, I pretend we've got 500 to throw at it and see what it does to the score or deleting off a negative account. What would happen if we deleted this off? What happens to the score? It's almost fun. Right. It does sound fun, and it actually gives people a clear target. So, again, you can text that to 651-578-221. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, here with my friends Mimi Shoneman from REMAX Results, and also Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. If you have a question, today is a great day for you to call. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. So during the break, Shelly and I were talking, and I think if everybody is as curious as I am about what the difference in a, like what that real difference between 580 and 620. And so she loves to do the math. Right. We know she loves to do the math, <laughs> right, Shelly? I do, I do. My mom is like spinning right she, now because I mean, so that proud. was something I hated in school. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... We talked a little bit about this. Um, so let's just use the median sales price in the metro, which is 310, 310,000. So the difference if you had a 580 credit score versus a 620 is what in real life? Okay. So in real life, if you purchased a home for 310, now remember we're staying in the FHA um, realm because that's really what these credit scores uh, lend themselves to. Okay. So uh, at FHA, you have to do 3.5% down payment, which is $11,000. So that's regardless of credit score. You're going to do that for your down payment. And you don't get down payment assistance at those scores, folks. So you really, 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 really need to save that up or find it from some other source. The closing costs are going to be higher than that. In addition if you're to... Doing Yes. If you do the 580, the closing costs come out to be roughly 
real quick, I mean, it depends on taxes and insurance, of course, but I'm estimating as best as I can here, roughly um, uh, $13,400 for 580 and on um, 620 it would, uh, pardon me, pardon me, that's on 620 On 580 it's going to be about $17,000 because of the closing costs or because of the points that the interest rate are going to um Effect. So we're talking a so, difference in interest rates between yeah. what and what. So interest on uh, interest rate on five eighty five and a quarter, interest rate at six twenty three and a half. And keep the in mind, these are. I just figured that the payment difference is three hundred twenty eight dollars a month less at six twenty than it is at five eighty. So you're going to have to come up with a much much bigger chunk of money for closing costs. Because you're paying points. And so let's tell everybody what a point is, Shelley. A point, the definition, plain and simple, 1% point is 1% of your mortgage amount. So if your mortgage is 300,000, one point is three grand. Okay. And one point will bring the mortgage rate down by about how much? On the 580, one point is associated to the five and a quarter interest rate. That's the top of the interest rate market, and it costs money to get that rate. So you have to pay points just to get a mortgage at 580, not to buy the interest rate down, okay. but to just get a mortgage. Perfect. That's so the po- difference. People so, don't realize that. Right, because points normally work in your benefit if you have a higher score. So this one is just getting you to be able to do the the deal. That's right, exactly. And so so at somebody at 580, um, could they pay an additional point, not just the one point to get them there, but are they even eligible to buy down the rate? Absolutely they are, but their points buy less buy down. Okay. So for example, because there's so much risk, And that's really what it comes down to here. Whenever you add risk to a mortgage and low credit score is risky to a lender, you're going to add to your rate. So adding risk adds rate. And so this is one of those examples of of why I really encourage folks to speak to a local lender. Um, I can't really fathom having this kind of a detailed conversation with an over-the-net kind of lender you don't right. know what their level of experience is you these are these are advanced discussions um, that a lot of people don't even think to ask they just go in and say what am I eligible for right well you know in just accept that at face value but knowing that you can go in and talk to an expert that's going to give you options and help say, you get to the best deal or maybe it is in your best interest to to go ahead and, and fix the credit but maybe it isn't Let's talk about that, Shelley. Let's talk about right. the rapidly um, expanding, you know, the market is, is so fast paced right now. You know, we're talking about days on market that went one year ago from 51 to 34. And one year ago, the price of the median sales price here in the cities was 280. Now it's 310. And we only have wow. 1.3 months of inventory. So maybe does it make sense for somebody to say, you know what? I just want to get a house while I can get a house and I'll refinance that, that mortgage when I'm able to. What do you think of that, Shelly? Right. Right. Because why? You're going to buy 10% cheaper if year over year we remain the same. 
So why wouldn't you want to at least get in and gain that equity? I've also had situations where folks are just, they have to be out. There okay. is their their seller is selling the house right from underneath them or the person they're they're renting from. So whether or not their credit is ready, they are ready because they have to be ready. There's no place to rent. This is it. And and maybe somebody has been in a situation where they've been displaced a few different times because they've gone from one landlord who's just done exactly that, that's sold it, or maybe they've raised the rent so many times where it's kind of pushed them out because they it was no longer affordable. Right. And they just want stability. They want to be able to count on where they're going to lay their head at night, and they want to be able to count on what's coming out of their bank account every month for their housing. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's those all reasons to still buy, even though your score may not be ready. And you're not getting the best deal you could. But if you don't have time, you don't have time. You've also talked about mm-hmm. sometimes if we're, if, you know, you were talking about those minimum down payments that people can use mm-hmm. in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of the conversation we talk about is, well, you used to try and go towards this this magical, multi, you know, a larger down payment. And now you're telling people, basically, it's not always in their best interest to wait until they have that saved so up. We've talked about that. Can you really outsave this market? How long is it going to get you? How long do you have to outpace 11% gain? You know, year over year, what we're seeing. Can you save that fast? Maybe you can. I mean, I'm playing the lottery, so let's just hope <laughs> that we all hit it. Right. You know, but in all seriousness, if you're a first time buyer and you're just now getting you're you're just getting to the place where you are able and you're so proud of yourself and you should be. You've been working on your credit, you know, you're you're working on y- your job and everything's looking it's lined up and it's a proud moment right. when you can get to the place where you say, "You know, I think I'm ready to be able to buy a house." But then you're afraid because you don't know which way should go. Right. And so this is why you shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines and just trying to think it think it through right or watching a lot of television shows that are going to give you you know superfluous kind of examples you really do want to sit down with somebody in your market area to to work some scenarios out right play, play some scenarios and this is a perfect segue into uh shelly's credit simulator mm-hmm. um it's a free service that she's offering that has great value and so if it's something that you're curious about i encourage you to to just text credit to 651-578-2218. You can also get a free market analysis by texting market to that very same number. And Shelly, tell everybody, give somebody an example of a credit simulator situation that you had where you took somebody from point A to point B and helped them get ready for uh, a new purchase. Oh, I, I, I can give you, yes, I can give you even a, this was kind of a curious one. It was a middle of the road one. Uh, this gentleman had a credit score of 684. Now you'd think, why would he need any credit simulation? Well, right. um, he, he could get a decent mortgage, but he couldn't get the best mortgage. Right. And he couldn't, he, he was almost to the point where he could get pretty cheap mortgage insurance, but not really there yet. And so we looked at his credit and he had good mix of credit. He had good longevity of credit, but he had one credit card where it was almost maxed out. He had, plenty of money in the bank. He said, oh, I thought that you weren't supposed to pay it off. I'm like, well, yeah, it would not pay it off, but don't keep it maxed out. He's right. going to keep it on the interest. So I showed him on the simulator. 
paying $2,000 off of the credit card. He owed $3,400 against a $3,900 balance. And it popped his credit score from the six. 684 up to 757. Oh my goodness. Guess what? His mortgage insurance dropped over $100 a month and he just had the money in the bank waiting around to see if he didn't know he should do that. Right. So no matter where you are in score, you don't have to be in rock bottom to benefit from this service. This is a service that a lot of people's eyes are opened wide from. Okay, so what is the best strategy um, for somebody with, with a credit card? Where, what percentage of your uh, total allowable balance are, is the best place to stay? Well, I always tell people to try to keep it under 30% of the maximum uh, of the maxed out amount. Right. So if you have a $1,000 limit, then you need to think of yourself as a $300 limit credit card. You just mentally think of it that way. And so then that's how you can then use your credit and get the best score bang for the buck that you can. And what do you say about people who use their credit card and pay it off in full every month? Good or bad? I, not a, that's not a problem unless you're early in your credit establishing life. Okay. So if you're in the first two years of establishing credit, that's not a good way to establish credit. That tells creditors that you know where the maximum is and you know where the minimum is, but you don't know much more than that. Right. So, um, and until they see that you're good at ba- at uh, managing your credit uh, over time, um, they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And then that's when the score starts to increase. So it's going to take you two years that way. If you do it the way I'm talking about, do it inside of four to five months from just opening a credit card, you can really get your score up high. In the 700s, I've seen it myself. So carry a balance of 300 if your max is 1,000. Is that what you're saying? Right. Right. Carry a balance. Don't go above that. Okay. So you go, you pay off that credit card, let's say, and you're going to go on a shopping spree or whatever you're going to do. I don't know what you're going to do with your credit, but go up to 300. Mm -hmm. And then when the bill comes in the mail, either pay it off in full if you've had the credit open for two years or longer if you're able to, or, you know, at least make your minimum payment, but don't let, let your balance go over. 30%. 30%. Right. Okay. Well, that's great information. And so, Shelly, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about FICO scores and how you can improve your credit and how it makes a big difference if you're going to buy a home. And if you have some questions on how you can improve your credit this morning, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Look for this show and previous episodes just by going to our website and using the keyword Red Hot. Here with Mimi Shoneman from the Remax Results team. And also, we got Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. We've been talking about fixing your credit and why it is in your best interest to do that some days. And even if it's not completely broken, right, Shelly, there still might Great. be some benefit to increasing that score and working on it. Well, I mean, just the, just the savings that you get from other vendors. Um, when you talk right. about, um, like, people don't, I, I know I don't think about the scale of mortgage insurance because that's not my world. But if you take somebody from 580 to 620, they can make just savings on the mortgage insurance, right? And FHA mortgage yeah. insurance stays with the loan for the life of the loan now. Um, so the That's only right, exactly. way to get that is to refinance that off of there. And so with 
prices the way that they've been escalating, I would suggest if you are listening to the show and you have an FHA loan that's at least a couple of years old, you should take advantage of our market analysis special and let us see. Maybe you'll be able to refinance that mortgage insurance right on off of there. And that could be a couple hundred dollars a month, right, Shelley? Absolutely. And even even more than that, Mimi, I'd say, give, a, give me a call. Give us a call. Text the number and let us look at your credit. Maybe you should sell that house and buy mm. something else. Maybe instead of refinancing out of that interest rate, it's a better time for you to gain some equity you had no idea you had. And let's get you something bigger, better, maybe in a better area or something. Well, let's talk about those folks that are pre-retirement. Let's just say that they are one more child away from being an empty nest Mm -hmm. um, and they've got maybe five to 10 years left to work. Um, Oh, my gosh, it's me. You're talking about me. (laughs) I'm talking about you. Um, But in all seriousness, they should be doing proper planning right now because when you've got two income or even one, you should be making your planning for what your next housing move is going to look like. And let's all face it. We're not, none of us getting any younger. Right. Um, and that's fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, can't roll back that time. Yes. No. <laughs> so, you know, while you've got two incomes, you should talk with Shelly and sit down and let's make a five to seven, 10 year plan. Right, Shelly? Right. Absolutely. I, I don't do financial planning, but it, it, your mortgage is such a big piece of that. Right. And very rare that a financial planner knows a lot about mortgages. So, yeah, that we're a good place to, to start. Yes. And so the reason for that is because why, Shelly? Because, you know, if you let's just say that you've got maybe not 100 percent equity in your house, but let's just say that you've got 70 percent equity. Maybe you would be able to take that equity, pull it, use it as a down payment and move to your next place and then do the buy first, sell second. Talk about that option, Shelly. Oh, yes. So and that is a great way in our market. That's a great way to buy. So uh, if, you, if you're able to get down payment from another source, uh, say a 401k or a savings account or something to that effect, and it can even be minimum down payment, folks, and you can qualify with your existing payment on your house, so you have low debt or good income for both, we qualify you with that other debt, you buy the new house with your minimum down payment, then Mimi sells your, your backup house, your house that currently is your primary residence, and you can apply that gain, that net equity from the sale towards your mortgage you just got, and we'll get rid of the mortgage insurance, and we'll get that payment right down to what it would be had you had that money to put down in the first place. It's called recasting, and Caliber does it, and we do it well. And so we have worked with a lot of people that have taken advantage of the recasting. Um, It's it's fearful. Um, I Mm -hmm. I understand that. I totally get it. You're like, I don't. I got two houses right now. Right. What am I doing? I'm I'm responsible for all the things. What am I, Rockefeller up in here? (laughs) You know. So I get it. It's fearful. But in this market, depending on the type of house you have and where it's located, because location is always key. We can sell your house and the market is indicative of how fast paced and how assured you can be. Uh, you do not, most people do not have to be fearful of whether or not their house will sell. Now, there's always right. stipulations to that. I mean, there's, there's unusual houses. And so 
if you have an unusual house and we take a look at it, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to say, well, it might take your house a little bit longer and maybe that is not the right strategy for you. And so, but it's still a good idea to sit down with an expert and talk about what your options are. And when we're talking about unusual, we're not talking about, well, you're, you, you've got a pool. We're like, we're yeah. talking about the, you had those, like the one that I like, that round pagoda yes. house that I was trying to tell you that I was trying to buy. You have a pagoda on sticks. <laughs> you're like, you have a helicopter landing pad like, on your yeah. roof. Or, you know, or you have one of the art houses or you yes. spent all the time, like they're over Northeast. If you're the wolf house, maybe it'll take a minute to sell the wolf art house. <laughs> I don't house. know. Those houses, I think, go sell pretty fast. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you, you have to be specific or if you're going to be a non-standard house, you need to go all in. I'm just telling you, if anybody's got a house out there that's all buttons on the outside, please call me. <laughs> Just want to see it. I just want to be you. a part of that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we do see all kinds of houses in, right. all, in all kinds of shape. And I do think that people get kind of weirded out to think, oh, well, I got to get my house right before you come and look at it. Well, no, you don't. Right. Um, it's, we'll tell you. Well, mm-hmm. It's helpful for us to see how you got it, because what we can do is give you advice on how to get it to where it needs to be. Right. And everybody's all freaked out about this with all this guaranteed offer business. Mm-hmm. You don't leave money laying on the table with right. that. We can help you with that whole entire process, and it is oh. not fearful like you think. Um, oh, okay, boy. I have, I've heard some just tragic stories of people who sold their house way too cheap just because they were so afraid right. of exactly that, Mimi. And fear is a horrible motivator, so call a professional. We have people in place that can help any scenario that you have going on in your house. Anything, anything that you can dream of. If we haven't done it, we know people who have, and that's the fact. And so don't leave your hard-earned money laying on the table because you're afraid that, you know, it's going to be perceived a certain way. Let us help you with that, and that's what we do. Okay, Shelly, let's talk about another example of how you help somebody with credit to change their life to help them buy a house or more house. Well, I hear, you know, I hear uh, little scenarios or questions all the time, uh, and, and, and I think these are really common. Um, hey, Shelly, I closed a bunch of accounts, and now my score went down. I give up. You know, well, golly, don't give up. Don't give up. Uh, and don't close out all accounts either. <laughs> don't do that either. Right. Call me. Let's, let's look at what you have before you do anything. If you don't know what to do, if you're not a credit expert if you're not a credit contessa out there that's okay (laughs) then call me Mm -hmm. and i will help you and i will tell you what to do and you don't have to pay me any money to do that i'm helping out of the goodness of my heart so (laughs) um yeah and i I, uh, another question i heard just this week i don't make late payments because i don't even charge on my credit card and i have student loans but i'm not required to make the payments right now and my score has gone down and done nothing but drop 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 Oh, my goodness gracious, you're giving yourself nothing to be graded on. Kind of right. like we talked about earlier, you got to give something to grade on. Okay. Well, since you said the, the you know, buzzword, SL, the student <laughs> loans, um, let's talk about that. So what advice can you give people who may be overwhelmed that the fact that they have student loan debt and they don't know what to do? Right. So student loan debt, yeah, is a, is a crisis in America. There's no doubt about it. I don't, you know, I, I see a lot of it. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So everybody's situation is different as far as payments and amounts and all of that. But I don't recommend deferring your student payments if you can help it. Okay. So if you've got enormous payments, I get how the deferment feels 
comfortable right now, especially if you've had lower income due to COVID and all of those things. But if you've got teeny tiny payments and they're just waiving them because of the CARES Act, it's better in your best interest to keep making payments on those, especially if you have limited credit. If you don't have much credit, if you have seven student loans and one credit card, and you're not making any payments on the student loans, then there's nothing being graded on those student loans, and everything's being based off of that one credit card. And that's an awful lot of power for one credit card. So help yourself out. Make some payments on those student loans. Some of them are teeny tiny, $5 a month, $8 a month, because they're income-based. So do that. Do that for yourself and for your credit. And so I hear uh, scenarios of, of people being suffering because they have co-signed for a child, an adult child, that, uh, with their student loans. Um, what advice can you give to those people who are thinking that, you know, the student, the student is in distress because of the environment we're in and the parent wants to help? But you, as a parent... You need to also be thinking about yourself. And right. if you give up what you have to offer, maybe you'll be hurting them in the long run, Shelley. Agreed. Right. So you have to look at the whole picture. Is it smarter to have a co-signed loan than to just have the student get their own loan? Well, golly, it's cheaper interest. But it might not be in your best interest. So it's best to call a professional. And, you know, if you give up your credit in order to help somebody else's credit, what can you do to help yourself if you get into a pickle? And let's try to, you know, have some conversations with professionals that have have dealt with this a lot in the field. And it's a tough predicament to be in, especially in this COVID environment, and especially if you're a parent. But don't have those conversations in your head alone. Right. Be sure and reach out to us with any questions you have about real estate and mortgage by calling or texting 651-578-2218. Right. And Shelly, your mobile again is? 612-839-6918. And of course, you can always find this show and previous shows on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education. Hey.